0: Hello and welcome to SEO Your Way to Success by The Plan Success. This is for all small business owners and solo marketing teams out there. I'm Phoebe and I run The Plan Success, a search engine optimization company, helping all kinds of businesses grow their organic traffic with the magic of search engine marketing. If you know you need to start SEO on your website or business but have no idea where to start, then this is the podcast for you. Ready to grow your business? Ready to unlock the power of organic traffic? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to SEO Your Way to Success. This is the DIY podcast for all the small business owners and one person marketing teams out there who want to grow their business with the power of SEO. This is the podcast for you if you are currently struggling with the 24 7 hamster wheel of social media content creation. Or perhaps you're crumbling under the financial burden of paid ads and each month that budget seems to have to go up more and more for paid ads and you don't see it coming down anytime soon because, well, newsflash, I don't think Google's going to start giving out discounts to small business owners for paid ads. If anything, unfortunately, they're going to get more and more expensive. So if you're sick of that, then maybe it's time to think about SEO. SEO is a fantastic way to grow your business organically because once you've laid the strong foundations and put the work in, which you can do yourself, listen to all these podcast episodes and I will show you how. So once you've done the foundations, put the groundwork in, it requires far less maintenance than social media or paid ads. And the best part is the results keep growing. I'm going to say that again. Once you've put in the foundations and done the hard groundwork, because it won't be easy at first, but once you've done that, then your SEO will keep on growing and you can enjoy steady growth from organic leads coming direct to your site that are targeted leads, by the way. These are quality leads we're talking about. The leads that come from SEO are some of the highest converting out there. But the best part is you don't have to be constantly beering away on on it. You don't have to be scheduling posts to go out at all times of day. Okay, there's my little spiel of how great SEO is. Today's episode, I want to tie it into New Year with some SEO resolutions or goals. Let's call them New Year SEO resolutions. So how do you even set SEO goals? Now, you might think, oh, I just want as much organic pot traffic as possible. But let's just sort of, I don't know, take it back a few steps. I think it's a really important step to think about your SEO goals, because depending on your personal business or the business you might be a marketer for, your goals might be very different. Now, if you already worked with an SEO agency in the past, or perhaps, you know, you've been listening to some SEO gurus in the past, they might try and tell you different. They might try and tell you, oh, the most important SEO goal is to get to number one for as many keywords as possible, or perhaps, you know, try and get um, as much organic traffic as possible. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, let's get real. What's the point in organic traffic if it's not converting? Just because you're ranking number one for lots of keywords, or well, just because you're getting hundreds of site visitors a day doesn't mean you're going to see any results in your business. What's the point in organic traffic if it's not converting? Wouldn't you rather have five quality inquiries that lead to sales coming from, say, just 100 site visitors a day that are your target audience versus 50 spammy inquiries half of whom are probably robots and the other half can't even afford your services because the SEO wasn't on point and you were ranking for irrelevant keywords. Do you see what I mean? What's the point of ranking for lots of keywords if they aren't relevant to your audience or business? And you might be thinking, well, duh, but I've actually worked with so many clients who have had nightmare experiences with big SEO agencies. I'm talking nationally recognized SEO agencies, who have just been sort of pulling the cloth over their clients' eyes by saying, hey, your SEO is working because you're ranking for so many keywords or look how much the organic traffic has increased. But their business hasn't grown. So that's just kind of money down the drain. And I think that's a big issue with SEO um, because SEO agencies sort of manipulate the results to make it look like it's working. But if the bottom line profit isn't improving, then it's kind of money down the drain. So like, for instance, one client I worked with, they, they were told by their SEO agency that they were ranking for so many keywords, and it was amazing. But actually, when we did an audit to see what keywords they were ranking for, most of the keywords were completely irrelevant, or the keywords were branded keywords, so obviously they were going to rank for them. Um Okay. Maybe I should do a quick explanation there for any beginners in SEO because this podcast is for beginners. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by SEO. We want to break down the terms and make you feel empowered so that you can do your own SEO. That's the whole point of the Plan success to teach people how to do SEO. Um, and if you want to learn about SEO and get started on it, head to www.theplansuccess.com where I have loads of free resources that you can download and make a start. But anyway, quick explanations. What even are branding keywords? So branded keywords are terms that relate to or literally are your brand name, e.g. a really famous one would be Coca-Cola. Now, if you type in Coca-Cola on Google, chances are the Coca-Cola website is going to come up first because that's the brand. And Google's always going to rank first. I mean, yeah, Google's always going to rank Coca-Cola first for that term. So if you've built a brand, then Google is likely going to learn that That word is related to your website, which because your website domain probably has your brand name in it. And so any words, any brand keywords, you're going to rank higher for them naturally. So that's why I just don't think it's very important to sort of focus on branded keywords. And you need to focus more on sort of relevant keywords that are related to your business that aren't necessarily your business's name. Now there are exceptions to this. You're not always going to rank high for your brand if you've chosen a broad term like roses, for instance. I mean, chances are probably the Wikipedia page on roses is going to come up first, or perhaps you've chosen a sort of a phrase like similar to Guns and Roses. Then chances are probably information about the band Guns and Roses or the Guns and Roses website is going to come up first. So maybe with your business as well, if you're having problems with other websites ranking ahead of your website when you type in your business name, you might want to think about what your business is actually called. So for instance, when I chose the plan success, I made sure that it's sort of not well known as any other brand. I did a bit of research. And now if you type in the plan success into Google, i come up first. But my point is <laughs> when you're type, when you're looking at sort of goals you would rather go for non-branded keywords. You don't want to have all your organic traffic coming from branded keywords. So that's why it's important when you're choosing your goals that one of your goals could be to increase non-branded keyword traffic. The other explanation I wanted to go into here is how do you even know what your website is ranking for? Um, Now, SEO agencies and SEO professionals, we have access to paid SEO tools, which anyone can buy, but obviously they're just a little bit expensive, and if you're just looking after your website, might not be worth it. But the easiest way to do it yourself for free is with Google Search Console. Now, this tool is free, so I recommend any and every website to make sure it is set up. Um, All you need to do is go onto Google, type in Google Search Console, and follow the easy instructions to set it up and link it to your website. Then, if you've just set it up, you'll need to leave it a few days or probably better a couple of weeks for Google to gather data on how your website is doing on Google search. But then once it's gathered the data, you can go in there and see the exact keywords or queries, as they're called on Google Search Console, and see, see exactly what your website is ranking for. You can divide it by country. You divide it by page, website page. You can even see the rankings as well. So you see what position you're in. It's such rich data. Any SEO is using this every single day um, and you can too for free. So I definitely recommend setting that up. Now we've spoken a little about what kind of goals you don't want to focus on for your business. What kind of goals would be more appropriate? Okay, now I don't care what any other SEO person tells you, for me and for the clients I work with, it ultimately comes down to one of two things. This is for all service-based businesses or e-commerce businesses out there. Your first step in goal setting is to figure out, do you need more inquiries, leads, or do you need to make more sales? So if you're a large company um, or say like you're a business-based company, I don't know, like a consultancy company or something like that, then sure, you might just want to be focusing on brand awareness. And so your SEO campaign would be different. But for the sake of argument and for this podcast episode, we're just going to focus on either increasing inquiries or increasing sales. Um, or oh, actually, a fourth exception to this or a second exception to this would be blogging websites because they would probably be interested in getting more traffic and more traffic from higher paid um, countries in the Western world. So, OK, so blogging and larger businesses have, might have different SEO goals. But for all small businesses, they normally have a need to either increase inquiries or in sales. So why not cut the BS and just focus on that when it comes to your goals? When we're thinking about your goals, you're going to want to always refer back to this umbrella goal of increasing more inquiries or increasing more sales. Um, And if you're not, neither of these things are happening, then you might want to rethink your strategy. Now... This is how I would do it. I would imagine it like a pyramid and at the top of our pyramid is going to be increasing more inquiries. That's what we're going to use as the example of this um, episode, but increasing sales, it would be similar process, but obviously you've got product pages versus landing pages and a contact form. So below that on the pyramid, you're going to have little goals um, and I like to use the acronym SMART goals. I think they're great for business owners because they help break everything down. And I use them all the time in business, actually. Like, how am I going to do X, Y, Z, break it down into a SMART goal? And it gets me from one step to the next in a manageable way that doesn't overwhelm me. And also, it means I can sort of break it down and fit it around my schedule. If you're not familiar with SMART goals, SMART stands for Specific Measurable achievable, relevant, and time bound. So defining your goals within these parameters will make sure you kind of stay on track at all times. Um, and also, I guess, keep you sort of, um what's the word, accountable, keep you accountable because you're working towards that time deadline. So we've got the overall goal of getting more leads, but how do we turn that into smaller SMART goals that contribute to the overall goal? So a great way of doing this with SEO is reverse engineering it, i.e. to get more leads, we're going to need more people filling out the form on the Contact Us page or perhaps wherever else you have um, a lead form pages. But how do we get more people filling out that form? OK, let's reverse engineer it again. You're going to get more people filling out that form by directing people to our website via targeted keywords and or with related useful information found in blog posts. And when people find our blog posts, they are then directed to our lead walk form via an easy to see button or hyperlink, a CTA call to action. So that's the kind of the two main ways that you are going to increase your overall leads. And those would be the two goals that would fit under that umbrella goal. Getting more organic traffic to the landing pages via targeted keywords and getting more organic traffic to the website via blog posts. I hope that makes sense. Now let's break down those two goals even further, moving further down on the pyramid. So to turn these into smart goals, we've already got specific um, being get more organic traffic to the lead pages. And then the second one is measurable. And that would just be by measuring the number of uh, leads you're getting and then number of organic visitors on those specific pages. Okay, the next one is achievable. And I think here you want to be realistic. Um, If you're looking to get more people on those specific lead pages or contact form pages, if you're currently only getting 10 people a month, Don't try and put down, oh, we want to increase it to 10,000 people a month. You know, don't be ridiculous. Why not aim for 20 next month, then 30, then maybe 50, then maybe 75, and so on. Because SEO does have that snowball effect, remember, which is fantastic. Also, you might want to do a spot of research to make sure you have a rough idea of search volume, i.e. the number of people that search for your term a month. If it's a low volume keyword or niche, then your SEO, your organic traffic is never going to be super high. Just like on social media, if you had a very niche account that sold, I don't know, turtle shell polish, you know, you're never going to expect millions of followers on your social media account for that. Likewise, you're never going to get millions of organic site visitors and leads a month. So sticking with the smart acronym, we've got achievable done. Um, and I think relevant, which is the next one, S M A R is already kind of implicit in the goal because of our overarching goal of more leads. So this goal is relevant to us. The next one is time bound. Now with SEO, one of the reasons a lot of people sort of don't like it or think it's too difficult is that it's a slow burner. It's not like paid ads that you can turn on and off for instant results. With SEO, when you're planning your goals, you're going to want to think in three months periods or ideally even six month periods, just because of the way that Google has to constantly crawl your website and it's kind of always balancing you up against other websites and it just takes time for Google to learn and to trust your brand that you're a legitimate business. So yeah. Think long term, don't think short term. But remember, it's so worth it. Um, So with SEO, thinking within those three months or six month periods, you know, you're going to want to try a strategy, i.e. improving your landing pages, working on your keywords, working on your user experience. So that when people find your website via those keywords, they are then more likely to click on your course to action on your buttons or on your contact forms. And then you're always want, wanting to constantly refine and improve it. Um, also, as well, you're going to be want to get in that blog post. Don't just kind of publish a blog post and then be like, oh, it didn't work. I'm going to delete it. No, no, no. Don't drop and change. That blog post isn't sort of slowly growing more traffic over time. Keep improving the blog post. Keep seeing what you can add to it. Look at your competitors. What have they got that you haven't got? Have they got better pictures? Is the format slightly different? Have they got better CTAs as well? Because if you're getting people clicking on your blog post, but they're not actually clicking through, i.e. you've got a high bounce rate, maybe it's because you haven't got enough course to action on that page that entice people to click through. So be patient. If you're not getting the results you want, don't get disheartened. SEO, at the end of the day, is marketing, and anything in marketing is a process, and a large element is trial and error. It's normal to keep refining and improving your strategy. So, yeah, don't be disheartened. Be patient. But that's how I go about creating basic SEO goals, SEO goals for small business owners. Um, I always try and keep it simple, just focusing on. Either leads or sales. And from there, we reverse engineer how we're going to get more sales or how we're going to get more leads. We don't focus on the actual keyword placements and we don't focus so much on organic traffic. Instead, we might focus more specifically on organic traffic to certain pages. And we might also look at the quality of that organic traffic. For instance, if we're getting lots of organic traffic on a certain page, but it's all coming from a country where we don't even sell our product, what's the point? So, that's why I don't really kind of focus on those vanity, vanity metrics. Keep it simple. Keep it to the core of what your business is all about. Um, and hopefully this year we're going to see really big result SEO. I'm really excited to help lots of small business owners grow and also one-person marketing teams help grow the business they work for. Like I said, if you want to head to www.theplansuccess.com, I've got heaps of great free downloadable resources that you can download to get a good start on your SEO. I've also got a free SEO masterclass that you can download or just sign up for, which will help you optimise your homepage um, sort of figure out your keywords and make sure you increase your visibility on Google just within an hour. Honestly, check it out at theplansuccess.com. It's fab. Okay, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed it um, and I will see you in a fortnight. Bye-bye.